Money Dethroned by Emil Sandsted, A Historical Journey, narrated by Alex Miller. This is not a history book, nor a book on anthropology. Neither is it a book on economics or on numismatics specifically. Instead, it uses all these sciences in order to arrive at more general conclusions regarding the nature and properties of money. The subject of money is in some ways more complicated than it appears, and in other ways simpler as well. Perhaps anthropologist Alison Hingston Quiggin got it right when she stated that everyone except an economist knows what money means. Be that as it may, it is because of this confusion that much is written and said about money that does not hold up well in the face of logical frameworks or historical evidence. With this book, I hope to make money easier to understand and show how most monies that once reigned for decades or even centuries now are sure to be long vanished. The part of the book on primitive monies draws from Paul Einzig's Primitive Monies in its Ethnological, Historical, and Economic Aspects, which was the first ever volume of substantial size fully devoted to the subject. Einzig wrote it in the shadow of World War II with a desire to, quote, escape from the horrors of the present into the remote past, end quote. It would be not just a bit much for me to claim similar motivations, but it should be noted that this book is written in the shadow of unabashed physical and digital money production and of a lack of discourse with regards to the deleterious economic and social effects of such activities. The book also draws from Alison Hingston Quiggin's A Survey of Primitive Money and intertwines much of Einzig's and Hingston Quiggin's findings with various historical accounts in order to arrive at conclusions on the nature and properties of money. More specifically, the conclusions concern the hard and easy money frameworks pioneered through the brief stock-to-flow discussions in Antel Fichetti's article Wither Gold, which was further developed and popularized by Safety and Amuse in The Bitcoin Standard. Money Dethroned, incorporating also the debasement of metallic monies into this framework, provides a similar but complementary Mengarian understanding of the nature and properties of money through further historical observations. Einzig, in the preface to his revised edition, brought up criticism to the approach of drawing conclusions from broad studies. Certain contemporaries argued that by having failed to concentrate on gathering first-hand knowledge of one single area, society, or tribe, Einzig's unfashionable method of covering hundreds of anthropological examples had inherent weaknesses. I'm of the opinion that when dealing with money, a broad approach is essential, given the global nature of the phenomenon. If the focus is narrowed down, either spatially or temporally, a student of monies might be exposed to idiosyncratic conditions not always relevant for a more complete understanding. As, for example, evidence of isolated cases of seashell money were found on multiple continents, it clearly tells us that the attempts toward advancing crude barter have taken many curious, but, and this is important, non-random roads. So it may be wise, in a proverbial sense, to travel all of these in order to understand the dynamics of the emergence and the dethronement of money. As for the historical first-hand accounts in the book, they come in the form of often translated historical writings. The validity and consistency of such documents vary, of course, but for the purpose of this book, they're adequately contributing to the understanding we seek. I figured it an exciting narrative to let the reader follow in the footsteps of one of these sources, 
Sheikh Abu Abdallah Muhammad ibn Battuta, a 14th century Muslim theologian and judge from Morocco who traveled far and wide across Africa, Europe, and Asia. We know of his journeys thanks to his countryman Ibn Juzay, who put Batuta's adventures into the written word after the latter had finally returned home. The complete Arabic version of Juzay's writings was found in Algeria only a couple of years after Samuel Lee's 1829 publication of an incomplete manuscript. It was translated first to French by Defremerie and Sanguinetti, and then again from Arabic to highly understandable English by H.A.R. Gibb in the beginning of the 20th century. These translations quickly spread to a fascinated Western audience, and I am happy to at least partly contribute to the revival of an interest in them. Emil Sandstead.